This is unstructured. Hey everybody, today I am with Arthur Carmazzi, and he is a multiple best-selling author and a keynote speaker, He's traveled the world. As a matter of fact, he's landed in Bali. I think he originally is from Carson City, Nevada, so he's pretty much um, traveled the full circuit. Now, how's it going tomorrow, Arthur? I am in your future, Eric, and uh, it's going great. <laughs> okay, now I really wanted to talk today... Um, You've done a ton of, of brain research and figured out how people genetically are adapted and how these genetic adaptations can affect corporate culture and the way people get along in the workplace. Do you want to go a little into that? Well, yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of different factors. Okay. So one of the key elements um, that uh, has had some of the largest impact in organizations is the understanding of a person's genetic ambiguity relief process. Okay. Which basically means how people get clarity. So, you know, you've got a lot of situations where, you know, the uh, there's there's organizations that will identify your personality and all of this stuff. Well, okay, personality is way too complicated to to actually be useful in some kind of a situation where you're communi- connecting with people and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, the uh, amount of potential variations of personality is is literally is unlimited. So. By focusing on one thing, which is how the brain gets clarity, uh, that also affects a lot of other things. So, for example, uh, your communication processes. So if I understand how you get clarity, and that may be different than how I get clarity, that means our communications is going to be different. Okay. Is this yeah. is this yeah. along the lines of like um, the male brain and the female brain, or 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 men tend to be one way, women sometimes oh, tend to be another no, way? No, no, no. That's you know, and that and and that whole thing of men and women being different and everything else. There's a lot of not real stuff in that. That's a uh, a lot of that has just been commercialized um, based on what are considered to be social norms, and 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 it's not true. Uh, you've got a lot of situations where you've got women um, who will behave in a specific way and men that will behave in a specific way that are not, quote, according to the appropriate uh, or the, the uh, style of the gender, for example. Okay, so... Sure, there's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is that, so, I mean, for example, okay, there's, uh, like, we've created the colored brain model to identify and measure your ambiguity relief process, Okay. So how you get clarity uh, determines also how and or if you take action. Okay, if you think about it, you, you, there's some people that don't need very much clarity and immediately, boom, they just, you know, start taking action. You're wondering, how is that possible? I mean, like, what is this guy doing? And other people who just take a really long time to get clarity before they take action. And other people are like, oh, my gosh, come on, you know, like, let's just move already. So you've got different. Now are those like mullers? Some people mull something over before they react to it or or they just have to think about the input for a while well see again thinking and 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 what we're talking about here the the clarity getting process is a genetic disposition of what makes things clear for you now clear clarity is also related to learning okay you need to have for for something to go into long-term memory you have to have clarity okay um 
clarity or lack of clarity is the one of the key reasons organizational uh, environments fail is because people are expecting people to see and and get clarity in the same way and it's like oh my gosh this is totally wrong so for example okay let's just look at um let me let me give you an idea of what some of these uh clarity getting processes are how's that sounds great all right so let's look at um the green brain okay so this is chaotic processing right now chaotic processing basically means that when you're getting clarity nothing is connected okay it's all just kind of like out there and you have to take action in order to connect it mm, okay okay so that means that a person who has chaotic processing or a green brain before they can actually start to see things in more clearly they start to immediately have to take action Okay, so that's kind of um, throw things out there and see how they fall out to understand it more clearly. Yeah. Now, in some cases, you can also have a situation where uh, you can just somebody could just be asking you questions. Hey, what do you think about this? Oh, it's like, oh, hey, I got this really cool idea. It's like, wow, you know. So chaotic processing because nothing is connected. It also means that you can connect things in any way, literally. So uh, green brains are creative from a perspective of they don't need anything to be creative. It's like, oh, hey, you know, I'm uh, washing the dishes and I just came out with this really cool idea for a new jet engine. Um, so <laughs> it's like, my wife might have that. She calls it quantum leaping. There you go. Okay. She could be green brained. Now, a lot of uh, green brains are also misunderstood. Uh, sometimes people say, oh, they have, you know, ADD or ADHD. Um, uh, a lot of time, sometimes people are, are misunderstanding them because they they tend to appear to jump into things without really understanding them well. But from a green brain's perspective, that's not the case. And sometimes people also accuse green brains of changing their mind a lot. Also not the case. See, once you you have this a little bit of information as a green brain, it's like, oh, I, I kind of get it. Okay. So you see this kind of big picture, even though it's not really big picture, it's kind of more like this big fuzzy idea of what this end result can be. And when you're thinking about it, it's like, oh, okay. So immediately you've got this idea of how and you start to maybe work on it and, and maybe kind of ask some people about it and you kind of start moving towards it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and as you start to put things together through action, then you also get more clarity. And then it's like, oh, 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 wait a minute. That that didn't really work in the way that I thought it would. And so therefore, you still have the same end result, except that you end up modifying or reshaping the uh, how to do it. So from a mm -hmm. green brain's perspective, they're not changing their mind. But from other people's like, oh, my gosh, this person's changing their mind. Right, they're reacting to um, inputs as they see them. Now, how how would one communicate with clarity to someone with a green brain? Let's say they don't think in that same manner. Well, okay. Here, how let me do just, you... let me let me give you. Um, uh, first of all, let, let let's look at what are some of the problems come from. If, say, for example, you're green brain, and you are expecting someone else to move at more or less the same speed and do things you are. Say, for example, if you're, you're in a team. Right. So mm -hmm. in a team, you've got let's say you've got different people are working on different parts of one big thing. Well, the green brain is like, hey, come on already, because 
this guy isn't finished yet. And until that part's finished, I can't see the rest of it so I could move. So they just kind of like rush people and they kind of get things going to, uh, to get that, that clarity that they need. They need to have other people at least finish their part because that, that, the finishing little bits and pieces here essentially go to the bigger clarity. And also green mm -hmm. brains make more mistakes than any other brain color, but they also recover faster from their mistakes than any other brain color. And that, that basically means that oftentimes they're doing something that's like, oh, that didn't work. And immediately they go into fix it mode and it gets fixed oftentimes before anybody even realizes they made a mistake. And sometimes mm -hmm. they even come up with better ideas uh, from the original process of, or the original idea of what they were doing because they made a mistake. Okay. So if you're going to communicate with a green brain, the best thing to do is ask questions about how they're going to do it because they're in the process of literally going out and, and doing things. And by asking those questions, they are taking action in their mind and that helps to give them clarity in that process so that they are actually faster in implementation and also give you clarity when they don't have clarity because they have to go into that future to create that action in their head so that they can answer your question. Okay. And that buys time for the team members who aren't finished yet. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's also true okay now now another one um would be the purple brain now purple brain everything is connected all right and it's connected essentially through data and the more information that a purple brain gets the more options that appear and a purple brain doesn't it's, it's they don't like go through all the details and analyze everything what they do is that because everything is connected, the moment that they get the information, it kind of goes into the this relational processing that they have, mm -hmm. which everything relates. It's all started to connect. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's kind of like having this big giant TV uh, or, or this big giant wall with, you know, thousands of TVs on it. And every little bit of piece of information gives you a different part of this big mm -hmm. giant picture. And so what happens is that they need lots and lots and lots of information. And because of this information, what happens is that uh, they start to kind of connect everything easily, which means that they're really good at making systems and creating systems and seeing systems and, and, and kind of putting stuff together that um, other people don't see. They see details that other people don't see. Okay. Now, of course, this all takes time. And so a lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of purple brains, okay, or relational process are misunderstood because they think, oh, you know, other people are like, oh my gosh, you know, why is this person taking so long? It's like, why do you need all these details? And they don't need the details themselves. What they need is to see the different options that the mm -hmm. details create when they have them. It, to you, For an analogy, is that kind of like the old Abe Lincoln quote, if I have X hours to um, chop down a tree, I'll spend three quarters of it sharpening the ax? <laughs> possible possible yeah yeah i guess that could could uh, definitely work so they're building um almost a database you're saying relational i can think of nothing more relational than a database exactly and they're drawing all the tables out and then saying okay how do i connect these tables together using joints to retrieve the data even faster 
or more efficiently? Well, actually, it's it, the, the way that it works. Okay, I mean, there's different parts of the brain that um, that affect this the clarity getting process. Okay, um, mm -hmm. but uh, specifically in the free prefrontal cortex, where um, you've got this. Well, okay. Anyway, without going into too much detail, um, your the amount of connectivity uh, as well as the amount of abstractness, okay, is affected mm -hmm. by certain neurotransmitters in your brain. Right. So the, the the reason this is genetic is because there is certain gene alleles or, or the length of certain genes um, regulate the neurotransmitters in different parts of the brain. OK. Mm -hmm. And these uh, these the regulation determines basically how much abstract as well as how much concrete as well as speed. Speed is also an important factor um, of brain processing. So, for example, and 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 you, so a lot of people think, oh, you know, if I'm really fast thinker, I'm, that's really good. Well, yes and no. I mean, imagine you're in a Ferrari mm -hmm. and you're going 200 miles an hour down the freeway. You're not going to catch too many details, right? Right. right. But, but if you're in a you know Mercedes SUV and you're kind of you know going down four wheeling through, you can see all the flowers, you can see all the details and everything else that you're that that, that other people don't see. Mm -hmm. Or so, you're on foot running. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. Well, the, the the so the the green brain would be more like the Ferrari, and the um, purple brain would be more like the Mercedes SUV. They're going slower, but they get to see everything. And they're and and the moment that they see it, it's kind of like creating everything is connected. So they don't have to connect things. It automatically. So the moment that the the more information they get. The, the more options they have. And then they can say, ah, okay, I'm going to choose option B. And option B is like, oh, okay, well, it works or it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, they don't have to go and collect lots and lots, a lot more information because they've already got some options. They might kind of go and maybe mm. just review option A and option C a little and maybe get a little more information. But at the end of the day, if they make a mistake, they, they're already kind of set up for it. Is that a good troubleshooting mindset? Absolutely. Absolutely, because they've already got uh, they they've already got kind of the foundations of of what is going on within that thing. But again, you know, sometimes they're misunderstood because they take a long time. And uh, okay, I mean, you get for example, let's just take the purple brain. Let's say you got a purple brain boss and a green brain subordinate. The purple brain boss wants a report. Well. He's going to want to report with all these details. And it's like, I want this and I want to know how long this is going to take and everything else. And the green brain's like, oh, my gosh, why do I have to waste my time with all of this stuff? And stuff like that starts to create mis or mis or mistrust and a lack of respect. OK, mm -hmm. and, and they're not even doing it on purpose. And this, of course, OK, when you have a lack of respect and mistrust in a group that affects the culture of that group. Sure. Sure. And I'm almost thinking that often the roles probably are reversed. I could see a green brain being entrepreneurial quite often. Well, actually, it's uh, according to our research, um, it's it's pretty spread out. Uh, hmm. You've got your you the, the ones that stand. OK, I mean, for example, if you want to look at um, let's just take, for example, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. I just knew it was going there. Oh, yeah. Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steve Jobs, okay, and, and I didn't work with Steve Jobs personally, okay, but um, I worked with uh, the uh, CEO and, and senior management of Apple Malaysia, and hmm. um, they were they were sure, absolutely sure that Steve Jobs was purple brain, 
Okay. That, you know, that he, you know, everything he did was all about the details and he needed to, you know, have all this. And he was, I would see him as green brained. Well, you know, that was my original impression. But after they explained, you know, that he, even for his speech, he'd like spent six hours preparing for a speech, um, you know, the day before. And he'd like had all the details and he had all of this stuff. Well, Richard Branson, on the other hand, it's like, hey, I got a record company. Let's start an airline. Okay. Well, and he actually is ADHD. So, <laughs> well, no, I mean, he is. So am I. That he was, okay. Well, and so, well, you said that you could be mixed up, but is it possible that sometimes they do coincide or correlate? Uh, you know, we, we thought um, with, uh, with uh, you know, when, when we were doing a lot of the original research, uh, we, we identified some of the neurotransmitters that are the same uh, or the, the processes. If you take green brain um, and you exaggerate it, you get uh, ADHD. Hmm, okay. Actually, back to Steve Jobs then. Um, what would that make Tim Cook? A linear thinker? No, wait, wait. Tim Cook, please, please refresh me. He's- He's the CEO of Apple. Okay, don't don't know. He's the one. Okay. Oh well, he's the one who um, built the entire supply chain for the company. He wound up taking over when Steve Jobs died. Okay. Okay. Haven't really followed since then. Um, Really. Okay. Okay. So the uh, anyway, let's the if Tim Cook sounds like he he might also be in uh, you know if if it's structure, then he might be red brain. Okay. Now red brain is all about structure. So the a red brain needs structure in order to get clarity. So with structure comes logic, okay? So how does this fit into this and how does this fit into this? And so there so so you get um with the red brain, once you you if you see structure in something, ah, okay, that makes it comfortable, it makes it easy, it makes it uh easy to move and, and, and work with. On the other hand, if there is no structure, it's frustrating. So you actually end up starting to create your own structure. Okay. Now is a red brain and I'm, I'm throwing out stereotypes and stuff deliberately to see how they fall in or whatever. Um, is the red brain more of the quote manager type, like someone who will monitor and keep the trains running on time? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's uh, because the structure is super important. If something is out of structure, it is less comfortable. Okay. Now, I, I want to clarify that these are really not personality. Okay. So, for example, um, any of these brain processors can have different motivators or different emotional drives. So, for example, sure. uh, you know, like uh, sometimes the manager type, for example, may say you say, oh, these are these people don't take risk and they're like this and with all these different personality types, that is not the case. Okay. Whether, Hmm. whether you take risk or not is a completely separate issue dealing with your motivators and even some other elements of genetics. Okay. But the, um, but when you have, uh, so, so right now this is colored brain. It's only about how you get clarity. So for example, if you have a, um, uh, a person or a linear processor, red brain, okay, with lots of structure. So what they need to see is they 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 need to connect everything. So th- things are not connected for them either. They but they connect things through structure. They find the structure or see the structure, and and then they start seeing how does it fit together. So essentially, it's kind of like an analysis. All right. 
So everything how, starts. How is that different than the relational, though? They sound kind of similar. Oh, Can you okay, help see, break see them the, apart for me? The, the relational process is all about information. You get the details. You get the information. You get everything. Don't analyze it. Don't you? You it it because it's automatically connected. The more information you get, it just creates options. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're not looking for structure. They're not looking for anything. It's just the more information you have, it becomes clear. All the TVs on the wall light up. Okay. Well, the red brain, okay, you have to find the structure. Okay. How does this fit into this? How does this fit into this? So they don't want lots of information. The purple brain needs Mm. lots of information. Okay. With the red brain, it's like, I don't need lots. I just need the important parts. I just need what's important. Right. And so So it's filtered. Yeah. So it's filtered and and, and they don't want to deal. They, they, you know, they, if if they have too much information, it's, it's counterproductive. So they don't want all the okay. information. Okay. So while in, in this particular case, they, uh, because everything is kind of related to structure, they're generally quite logical in, in the way that they process, which also means that they are some often very objective. And sometimes people misunderstand that as being uncaring. And hmm. um, it, it's, it has nothing to do with whether they care or not. I mean, you can be any brain color and be caring or not caring and not a, not a factor. But in this particular case, you've got these, these people who is like, well, okay. uh, If your wife asks you, Hey, do I look good in this dress? And it's like, well, darling, your butt looks big. Um, But uh, you know, uh, the color's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, of course you learn not to say stuff like that eventually, but, but put a filter on that filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is that, you know, there's, there's this objectivity where people think, oh, okay, you know, this person is not caring or, or something. And, and, and that's not true. And because, you know, the, the, the logical process and the structure, sometimes they also take a little bit of time, right? So their, their speed of processing is not high, but it's the most concrete. In fact, red brains or, or linear processors make the least amount of mistakes than any other brain process. But okay. they also take the longest time to recover. See, if they make a mistake, they mm. have to start at the beginning. Wait, so what was wrong? Maybe the data was wrong. Maybe the, you know, I, I put it together wrong. You know, they have to restart. They have to start over. Well, the purple brain, they don't need to start over. They've already got a multiple options. And the green brain, it. it's like in process, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. And you have the blue brain now. Can we go into that? Uh, blue brain. Okay. So this is called intuitive processing. All right. And sometimes what ends up happening is that people end up thinking that intuition is like this kind of the universe is talking to you. Okay. Well, the science behind intuition is essentially um, everything that your subconscious has picked up that you haven't seen. Okay, or remembered or known. Okay, so let's say, for example, a blue brain, okay, intuitive processing. um, Like uh, six months ago, they thought, oh my gosh, Bitcoin, I got to, you know, buy Bitcoin, you know, and, and, uh, and somebody says, why are you going to buy Bitcoin? It's like, I don't know, it just feels right. Okay. But in reality, what happened is like, you know, maybe two years ago, uh, they were buying apples at the supermarket and there was some, people in the background talking about Bitcoin and all of the stuff that was going on and everything else. And they didn't catch it. 
They didn't hear it. They didn't remember it, but it went into their subconscious brain. And suddenly now they see a reference, oh, Bitcoin. And so they, the subconscious element, the intuitive, so to speak, okay, um, brings this connection to something, but they don't remember it as a memory because it's in the subconscious. So it's not a, it's just not a memory. So they, it's something that they didn't know that they knew, and it just feels right. You know what it sounds almost like? They're relational on the subconscious. They're always <laughs> yeah. collecting that information. And, and, and that's true. And, and actually, the, uh, with, the, with the blue brains, everything is also connected. Everything is also connected with the blue brain. Now, this is not the same as when you talk about like when your wife remembers what you did 10 years ago and, and brings it up every now and then. OK, that's a, not that's not the case. OK, but um, this is I mean, they, they literally everything is connected. I mean, it's like uh, things that happened 10 years ago, things that are happening now. Um uh, people, experiences, uh, emotions, time, everything is connected. And it's all kind of this, this blue brains have a higher level of sensitivity to their surroundings because of this whole intuitive subconscious thing. So they're constantly picking stuff up and making references to it. It's all kind of connecting. So that way is like a, a blue brain, you know, um, will be able to pick up more easily on little nuances that other colors won't pick up on. So for example, maybe just like the, okay, there's uh, there's this science of micro expressions, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you can, you can study this stuff and you can see, oh, okay, this person, you know, slightly squinted their eye and, and, and whatever. And, and you can learn that that means a specific thing, but blue right. brains have this kind of almost intuitive element of like, oh, okay, this person maybe is feeling a little bit down. Um, and uh, they, they kind of pick it up. They pick up all these little minor nuances that a lot of mm -hmm. times people don't pick up. And so they kind of feel, so this is what would be called empathetic. They can kind of feel maybe what you're feeling. So some, you know, you're going to the office and maybe you had a bad day in the morning, but you're, you know, showing a good face and somebody says, hey, are you all right? And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, how did they know? So it's sort of like a tuning fork. It is. It is. Okay. And, uh, and because of that, because they have this kind of extra sensitivity to what's going on, what ends up happening is that they're also – and this speed of processing is much faster also. They're, they're more, but more on a, a lateral level. So they can see, literally process all the stuff that's going on. And so they're they're more able to do multitasking than other brain processors. Okay, now okay back to the man and woman thing. Now women, by nature, are better multitaskers than men. Okay, but a blue brain woman. This is the kind of woman that maybe can be cooking dinner, taking care of the baby, on a business call, and painting the ceiling all at the same time. Well, I would argue that just traditionally it would make sense that they would be more enhanced because not every culture, but in many, many cultures, women tended to be the caretaker and needed to be very alert to what was going on with the child or what was going on around them. So I would say that genetically those genes would probably win out and it would be just naturally more understanding to, you know, if the baby's making an expression, it's, it's not giving a word. They, they have to be able to interpret what, what's wrong. Well, okay. Now, yes and and no. Now, see, see, the thing is, okay. I mean, again, and, and this is we, we've got tons of data on this. Almost two hundred thousand, uh, you know, 
people through this data uh, from multiple countries. And mm -hmm. women are, uh, as far as blue brain, you, you, th there is a very, very slight amount of women that are more than men in blue brain. It's, but it's so close. Okay. So they, um, and you've got women that are red brain, women that are purple brain sure. and, and women that are red, uh, purple. And, and, and there is, um, there is not that much of a difference between men and women in all of these different colors. Except from what you're saying, the women are, when they're blue brained, they're more. Yeah. Tired. When they're blue brained, then they're definitely even more, you know, understanding and stuff and that i mean that's just uh, a, a, a blue brain man is also good is multitasking so you could say a blue brain man is as good as a regular woman when it comes to multitasking see so there is a definite difference definitely definitely okay now on that note the weakness i'm guessing with the blue brain is they can act fast and get there but they can't tell you how they did it yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's so it's like, for example, you get a red brain that's saying, okay, so what, what's, what are you going to do? And what's like, you know, why are you doing this? It's like, well, it feels right. It's like, yeah, that's not a good enough because they want the facts. They want the, you know, they, right. they want the structure. It's like, you know, what, what are you doing? How can you not do this? And, and it, but see, the thing is that all of these different processes, they work and they work for the person that's in them. And, and so sometimes, okay, I, you know, I've met a lot of people who have been, for example, green brain and they think, oh, Arthur, you know, I, th I, I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, because I, I need to be more structured and I need to be more like this and, and everything else. And, and, and that is basically not true. Okay. A lot of times people try to be, try, try to focus on their weaknesses and spend all of this time to develop, you know, these, these extra habits, which you can, you can develop sure. extra habits. It's not a, you know, green brains by nature don't go out and analyze everything, but you can learn to be analytical as a green brain, but you're not doing it in the same process as a red brain. Right. Your process for analyzing is going to be making pictures in your head and taking action in your head. While a red brain, when they analyze, is going to be looking at the structure and trying to see how the structure fits in a linear process. Okay. So on a team, are there problems with, let's say, two green brains together or two of another kind together? Well, okay. Let's just take, for example, um, again, and, 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 and colored brain is only half of the equation. Well, actually, even less than half. But, okay, um, but let's say, for example, you got a group of green brains, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to do a lot of brainstorming. You're going to take lots of action. And um, then, I mean, you are going to have some situations where uh, – things don't actually get followed through. <laughs> okay. So it's, so, so this is where you need a mix, right? Right. You, you need to have a little, a, a pretty good mix in a team to be able to get, you know, the, the red brain needs to ask the green brain the hard questions. For example, it's like, Hey, well, okay, that's really cool and all. I love the ideas, but what about this? What if this were to happen? And, and, you know, what about this? And so, you know, to create it so that they can get, clarity for their structure you're also helping the green brains to kind of get clarity in in where they're going and 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 this way you 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 synergize okay and with the so they're like brain. a governor 
They're like yeah. a governor for the green brain. Well, but, but also, okay, oftentimes the red brains don't move. Okay, so you get the green mm-hmm. brain helping to get the red brain actually moving. Make a freaking decision. Okay, and again, that there's a, there's other factors involved that include like sure. emotional drives, right? So, for example, um, you know, the in my last book, the uh, Architects of Extraordinary Team Culture, what um, what happens is we we we, we one, one of the things that's in there is some of the research that we did on predictable team performance. Predictable okay. team performance, okay, that which does not include color brain, which deals with the emotional drives. So, for example, um, if you have somebody that has a high emotional uh, drive for recognition and you mm-hmm. put them together in a team with somebody else that has a high emotional drive for recognition, mm. it's good, they actually get more done. But the moment you put a third person in there, then the whole team no. ends up getting messed up. Now, the uh, and and what's for for another example is okay. So it's the 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 uh, the the other emotional drives. Okay, so for example, uh, one person high emotional drive for recognition, and they also have this emotional drive for security and control. Okay. And you have somebody else that has a very low emotional drive for security and control with also high emotional drive for recognition, you're going to have conflict. <laughs> okay. But yeah, if I both so. have less, if, if both have equal, uh, uh, like they don't have too much, uh, a, a too, too high of a, an emotional drive for, for uh, security, then they're going to do great. Okay. So the security would make them see the other one as a threat? Well, no, it, it's Internally a, or? if you actually think about it, okay, the okay, the person that has security and control is going to try to basically take over and micromanage. Okay, the person mm-hmm. that doesn't have security is going to want to, hey, let's try this, let's take risks, let's do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. okay? And that goes for any brain color. Okay, and and so therefore that's where some of the conflict would come in. So there's these literal recipes um, that you can see of how people will work together or won't. And when you add the colored brain in there, then now you're getting multiple perspectives of the same thing. So, for example, a, uh, a green brain with high security and control, um, they're still going to take action to get clarity. Mm-hmm. They still need to. But in lots of cases, they may um, want to make sure that the that uh, that how they're uh you know, that, that there's limited risk, right? So what they do is they ask lots of questions and they kind of, you know, get, you know, asking things this. So that's kind of helping them to take action in their head so that they don't actually do something. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I've read actually before that, um, some of the admired CEOs are those who act very fast. And even when they're wrong, they move quickly and they change their mind or they do something different. And that tends to offer stability a lot of times within companies. And, you know, every, okay, for that's that type of CEO is going to be a green brain CEO and they can be very mm-hmm. successful. Okay. But now you've also got every brain color has the potential for, for, for greatness. Okay. So um, people say, for example, the, um, uh, okay, well, let's just look at Michael Dell. All right. So he uh, created a system 
Okay. And he was very, you know, it was all about the details, how you put it together and, and everything. So he created this whole system for Dell computer and that's how the whole thing started. So he's like, he's, and well, I haven't met him. Okay. Everything that he's done, the talks that he's given, everything, it seems like he also purple brain. Right. So he hmm. creates systems. He looks at the details. Okay. He needs lots of information. And, you know, so you've got this, this guy's come up with some brilliant ideas, purple brain. Okay. Now, um, okay. We talked about, uh, how about uh, Henry Ford? Would he be red brain? I would say so. Yeah. 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 Cause he was like, don't change it. It's like, it's already working. Right. So Henry, assembly line structure, yeah, yeah. make and, it all, okay. yeah, all of its structure. And, and even, uh, if you actually listen to some of, um, uh, Bill Gates old, uh, talks, Okay, mm. very structured. And even when he first started, okay, it's like, okay, the, he, he created teams. Each team member had a very specific role. Don't change the role. You're not supposed to do this other thing. You only work on this. Don't work on that. Okay, and, mm. and, and so there was this very specific structure. And, um, and then, okay, I don't know if you know Tony Fernandez. Uh, he, Tony Fernandez is big in Asia because he created uh, Air Asia, which is this, um, the, well, it's apparently now the world's largest uh, uh, low-cost airline. Mm, okay. And um, so anyway, Tony Fernandez is like, you know, all about like, hey, you know, connecting the people and, uh, you know, just kind of like, hey, just, you know, go with it and see how it feels and, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, mm. you know, so it's all, so, so he was, he's much more on the intuitive side and, and, you know, taking care of the people and just kind of like, feeling the, you know, making it all kind of connected. Um, and and hmm. even even with some of the stuff, that's, there's this, you know, some politics and everything else. He made this YouTube video where he kind of, you know, talks to people in this kind of like, you know, feeling way and, and being empathetic and all this stuff. And uh, I, you can very easily see that he's blue-brained. And, and, oh, God, it makes me think of Zappos. Possibly, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure um, about. He, he's famous for um, just the Uber service. customer service. Yeah. Um, they rewarded their employee for the longest customer service call. They celebrate them in the company. It, it, it is such a hardcore focus on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard great things about the Zappos culture. I mean, that's uh, one of the, one of the things. It's Jeff, right? Yeah, something. Well, Jeff Bezos bought the company. I don't remember who this Zappos guy is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know another famous thing they did is you would go through all the training and they'd offer you like uh, a couple thousand dollars to quit. <laughs> I really didn't know that. <laughs> I, 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 it was it's crazy, but kind of brilliant in a way. And that that I'm thinking might be uh, well, yeah, intuitive. It, it just kind of yeah, knowing yeah, these yeah. things like. If, if we offer them the money to quit, then we didn't want them. <laughs> it's sort of a weird filter, but you're you're allowing people to filter themselves out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same, you know. I mean, and and that's the whole thing about culture, right? Is I I, I mean, having the wrong mix. Okay, I mean, it's, for example, okay, I, I mean, I like um, pistachio ice cream, and I like pepperoni pizza. Mm. But I don't like pistachio ice cream on my pepperoni pizza. That might be a bit much. Yeah, and, and it's the same <laughs> thing with culture. I, I mean, you can have a great, you know, performer in, you know, in, in 
coming into your company or your team and you can have a you know a, a great performing team and you bring this great performer in and then they end up underperforming because it just doesn't mix right. Okay. Well, on the other hand, you can have medium performing teams and you bring in a medium performing person that basically has the right mix and boom, you've got a high performing team. Okay. Well, it, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, I, there's a lot of sayings about that. Like I'd rather have a high performing team than a team of high performers. And, and it's, it's, it's very true and it's predictable. It is absolutely predictable. You can, you spend seven minutes with somebody um, and we, we've developed this, uh, this, um, these cards that you can ask people a very simple question. So it's like, okay, somebody just gave you $10 million. What do you do with $10 million? And as they ch- go through the cards um, and they pick card, five cards best describe what they would do with $10 million. And you will be able to identify their primary motivators. And if, you know, depending on you ask a few more questions, you'll also be able to identify their colored brain. That's cool. So, um, I guess to wrap things up, I'm going to, um, speculate your overall message is that nobody's wrong. They just may be wrong together. Exactly. And, 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 and focus key thing, focusing on strengths is a major factor. Okay. The, um, when, when you, you know, the directive communication psychology, which is the body of work that incorporates, uh, colored brain and, and everything else. Okay. It does not impose right or wrong. It imposes what works, what doesn't work, and what is predictable. That's it. it there's, no, there's no right or wrong in anything that you do. It is simply understanding it so that you can work together to achieve objectives. Well, cool. Now, where can people go find out more? I know you have coloredbrain.com, and it looks like you have some tests on there that people can maybe do a self-assessment. Yeah, okay. Well, the coloredbrain.com, you can even get a little bit of free training on what colored brain is and how it works and stuff. And uh, you can uh, you just get a free membership, and you get all the free training. Um, plus, uh, you can also take the test. And the test, uh, uh, the test is designed not necessarily just as an individual, because let's say, for example, you're in a team, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, the, if, if I'm in a team and I say, oh, I'm green brained, and then you have to, people have to remember that and they have to kind of like, you know, they try to remember what all that means and stuff and everybody's busy. Well, that's too, too much, right? You've got to make it mm-hmm. easy. So what happens with the colored brain system, once you take the test and you invite friends, you can go in there anytime. You can see all of your teammates and you can see what brain color are. But on top of that, if you click on additional insights for each person, you're actually able to identify, oh, okay, I'm a green brain. This person's a red brain. How do I, and you click on uh, uh, communicate better, be more productive, whatever, you know, and it'll give you tips on what to actually do. So you don't have to remember all of this stuff. So you can practice it over time. And then it becomes second nature. Yeah. That makes total sense. Now, um, I'm guessing that everything can be found under Karmazi.net. Well, yeah, Karmazi.net. There's, um, and then if you, uh, for, for the emotional drive thing. Okay. One of the key things is that, um, you know, sometimes you're a leader and you want to try to do some, you, you, let's say you think, wow, you know, I'm, I'm not a control freak and I really take care of my people and uh, I'm, you know, really supportive. And then 
you don't even you think you're that way and and you believe that that's the right way to be but in reality sometimes your people think oh my gosh my boss is a total control freak and you're not hmm. aware of it and so there's a if you go to emotionaldrive.net there's a, a test that uh, you can take that identifies the perception gaps uh, of your emotional drives because sometimes you know you 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 know what it takes to be a good leader and you think you're being a good leader, but in reality, your behaviors are not actually exhibiting what you think is right and you don't know it, so you can't fix it. Emotionaldrive.net, correct? Emotionaldrive.net. Okay, fantastic. Um, is there anywhere else that you want to plug, um, Twitter, anything like oh, that? Oh, yeah, YouTube. I got tons of stuff on YouTube. You just go to youtube.com slash TV. And Karmazi, also like Karmazi.net, spelled C-A-R-M-A-Z-Z-I. Ed, what are you trying to pick up that? Uh, oh, sorry. That English the, boarding uh, school? American, you know, sorry. Z-Z-I. There we go. <laughs> if you, of course, if you say it in Italian, it's Karmazi. Hey. There you go. So it's uh, Karmazi uh, TV. Yeah. Karmazi no TV. One... Okay, great. Well. You've definitely given us a lot to chew on and I will post all these links in there. And I really thank you so much. Can I, can I give you one more? That's really cool. Sure. This is, this is an app. It's a free app and uh, it's called squadly and it's a performance measurement tool that also is for motivating. So if you're, for example, if you're trying to improve corporate culture, you're trying to improve teams or anything, measurement is a way to gamify and make uh, improvement fun. So you have squadly.com and squadly with an I, L-I, not an L-Y. Oh, okay. Squadly.com. Well, I will put all of these in the, uh, the show description. Well, thank you very much, Eric. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Mr. Hayes' office, how may I help you? Andrea, it's Marilyn over at Kennedy Parker Construction. Hello, Marilyn. Would you like me to connect Mr. Parker to Mr. Hayes? A fish surrounded by sharks. A secretary cursed by desire and ambition. Introducing The Diarist by Donna Barrow Green. The Diarist, an addictive psychological thriller, satirical, suspenseful, and full of twists. Available on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes. I'm sorry if I've hurt your feelings. Or if something I've said has led you to believe I think you're incompetent. It's just been so long since you've given me any encouragements or compliments on my... Andrea. I do notice you. I like that blouse on you very much. You look very pretty, just as you are right now. Oh, well, I... It's very pretty on you. Thank you. What sort of fabric is it? It's silk. It's lovely. You have excellent taste in clothes. I notice. Would you mind removing your cardigan? My sweater? Yes, so I can see the blouse in its entirety. Why... I like it very much. You see, I do notice you. You know that, don't you? I don't have to tell you I notice these things. You know when I like something, don't you? I don't know. 
I repeated his words in my mind. I notice you. That was it, wasn't it? I wanted someone to notice me. Not Andrea the daughter, the wife, the secretary. Not even Andrea the artist or ad girl. I wanted someone, anyone, to see me. More than anything, it was Richard. Please don't think unkind of me, dear reader. Thank mm-hmm. you.